AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother Jonah. We're two siblings who love to talk about our childhood and nostalgia and how it shaped us into the people we are today. Who are extraordinarily kind, if I do say so myself. Welcome to How Did We Get Weird. So, Vanessa, do you remember your favorite restaurant growing up? Yes, Jonah. I believe you're talking about renowned steakhouse and more specifically prime rib house, Mountain Jack's. Yeah. Yeah, you really loved steak when you were little. Yeah, I really did. And I could eat a lot of it. Uh, You know, I was just a little tot eating an entire um, medium rare prime rib steak on a lot of birthdays and special occasions. I really loved it. Yeah, I remember not really liking it. It felt like kind of too stuffy for me. It was kind of like a fancy restaurant for like a little kid to be really into. Yes, it was very classy of me to have liked it when I was so small. I mean, I do think looking back, 
Um, you know, we've looked into the history of of Mountain Jacks a little bit. It was a, you know, it was a chain, as I said, and there are about 21 of them around the Midwest and California. And I think now, like looking back, it was probably about as fancy as like Outback, but just it was like that level of niceness, I think. I think it was lower based on like the commercials I've seen from like the 90s. Right, 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 right. And they did have the thing which um, we were reminded of when we were researching it, which is that they would bring a little salad bar to the side of your table and they would kind of make a little salad for you based on, you know, what fixins and toppings you wanted. Yeah, you can make your own salad. I guess that's fun for some. I don't remember that being really fun for me, but that could be fun for some kids. Yeah, Jonah, it could be. And it was. So like we were saying, you know, it was one of my favorite places. And I think the one in Cleveland that we used to go to, which there are a few in Cleveland, I believe, but I think they've all closed. At yeah, this point. I believe we looked it up. There's one left. It's in Lafayette, Indiana, I think, but it's called Mountain Jack's and has a similar menu, but I'm not sure it's like exactly affiliated. It seems like there's not a lot of information about this because no one really cares. <laughs> um, they don't even have a Wikipedia page, but they do have some commercials on YouTube. So it definitely we're not making it up in case that's what you're thinking. Right now, Mountain Jack's is making a complete prime rib dinner even more complete because not only do you get a special cut of prime rib, plus homemade soup and a salad made at your table, fresh baked bread and more, you also get a special slice of mountain high mud pie. There was a parent steakhouse company that closed and thus was the undoing of Mountain Jack's. Well, yeah, well, that was that was a great <laughs> recap <laughs> of Mountain Jack's. And we just want to say to anybody else out there who's bummed that Mountain Jack's closed, we feel your pain. Right, Jonah? Right. Uh, so, do you want to introduce today's guest? <laughs> yes, I'd love to. All right. Now, our guest today is an extremely lovely, talented, kind, and hilarious actor, Emmy-nominated writer, and comedian who has worked on and starred in multiple shows and movies, including Inside Amy Schumer, Extraordinary, Smilf, Trainwreck, and as the character Birdie on Netflix's Love. She is also one of my closest friends, and we stay up very late most nights, enabling <laughs> each other's shopping addictions. Welcome, Claudia O'Doherty. Oh my God, that is such a deep talk secret about our online shopping addiction. But it's fine. I mean, it's true. I don't mind. Tell everyone. I mean, the thing is we return most things. That's true. (laughs) In a way, we're keeping the economy alive. Yes. We're making little loans to the economy. (laughs) We're loaning money to the economy um, at at a quick pace, returning things swiftly. (laughs) And that is actually what keeps um, the economy and America going. Although we do sometimes buy, buy things globally. Thank you for that (laughs) lovely introduction. Oh my gosh. Thank you for being here. We're so excited to have you. Now, did you have a favorite restaurant growing up? Um, I did have a few favorite restaurants. Actually, when you were talking about Mountain Jacks, I was remembering that like my favorite restaurant was a Chinese restaurant in Sydney called The Regal, which is closed down now, sadly, but it was like gigantic and had many levels and had huge (gasps) chandeliers. So... I don't think it was fancy, but it definitely had like the the veneer of fanciness with like red carpet, chandeliers, <laughs> mirrored ceilings. Wow. Ooh. So you could look at your dinner from above. <laughs> Lazy Susans. My sister would get so bored and she would often like lie down on the floor under the table because she was so <laughs> bored. 
but I loved it. I think it's by the first place I had Chinese food, but we would probably go there like once every like three months and it was like a big deal because also we'd have to go into the city, which was a solid 10-minute drive from our house. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. It is funny when you're that age, all of those restaurants that they sort of have maybe sort of tacky things that are like, quote unquote, fancy things. When you're a kid, you're like, this is the fanciest place in the world. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Don't mind if I do. Also, like the we didn't have uh, mountain jacks, but like uh, eventually when like American chains like Sizzler would come to Australia, to me, they seemed like so fancy because I'd heard of them on like American TV shows and they were so far away because they were like out in the suburbs. So it would be like, you would have to try and like, but like the idea of like a salad bar was like so exotic and fancy. Whereas like I was probably going to much nicer restaurants, but they didn't seem cool. It's weird as a kid, how excited you get about going to a chain restaurant. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I think it's because like your parents don't want to go there. Right. And you've seen an ad for it on TV. It's worse. Yes. The ad makes it seem fancier. Whereas now it sort of seems like if a restaurant is doing a commercial, <laughs> yeah, it's probably, probably not the nicest place. Not a place. great sign. <laughs> 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 but I did love tell it. Yeah. T- food advertised on TV was the food I wanted to eat. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You have brought such a funny, um, we, we asked you to come in with a nostalgic uh, something from your childhood to talk about today, as we do. Yes. Yes. And you wanted to talk about a little commercial that aired in Australia while you were growing up. And the name of the commercial is She Missed a Dinner with Tom Cruise. Now, Claudia, would you like to elaborate? <laughs> well, first um, of all, you called it a little commercial. Uh, sorry, I'm so and sorry. That is, that's so wrong because it was <laughs> a cultural phenomenon. Right, 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 right. I do apologize. A huge commercial. Huge. It's an iconic commercial. Okay, here we go. Okay, so, well, it's actually, well, yeah, I don't want to do the spoiler of what it's for. I was going to, anyway. So, it is a commercial that, I. it was on TV in 1990, and it's a young woman in an office, and she's on the phone to a radio station, and it kind of looks very, like, cozy and blown out in that kind of nest cafe. Is that what it's called in America? Like the 90s ad way where it's like there's yes. so much light. But, you know, it, and she's on the phone to the radio station and they're like, you've won a dinner <laughs> to, with Tom Cruise. You're going to be picked up in a limousine and taken to a city restaurant. <gasps> and... And she's like, oh, my God. And all of her office worker friends are listening from the break room and they can't believe it. And then she's like, when is it? And they're like, tonight. And she's like, I can't. Mum's making lamb. <laughs> and then she goes home. She tells her family she didn't, she didn't go on the date with Tom Cruise because her mom was making lamb. So it's an ad for, it's an ad for lamb. <laughs> <laughs> and then the dad doesn't. The dad says something like, "Well, you can you can see Tom Cruise any night." Yes, she doesn't have any remorse about it. She's no, like, they all know she made the right decision. <laughs> she should have said no to Tom and yes to the roast lamb. But here's what was like. What made it like really sort of like meta and confusing because it was like this gigantic ad was that the woman. The girl who played, because she was very young at the time, 
who played the young woman who won the competition was Naomi Watts. And <laughs> Nicole Kidman got together with Tom Cruise in 1989 and this ad was in 1990 and Naomi Watts was Tom, was Nicole Kidman's best friend. Wow. Which like everyone in Australia was like deeply aware of and like right. the Nicole Kidman thing, everyone was aware of that. So it's like I guess it was like playing into the idea that like Tom Cruise liked Australian girls maybe. Like it was like, well, if he would date Nicole Kidman, why wouldn't he date? any old chump from the radio. <laughs> and so, so it was like, it was very confused because also I was a kid, so it was sort of confusing because it was like, is this real? Because like talking about Tom Cruise in an ad was very confusing. How often was this commercial on? Was it on a lot? A, a lot. It was like the biggest ad in the country. Wow. And lamb sales went through the roof. Really? I have no idea. Probably. I bet they did. I think he did. I think Australia loves lamb generally. It's like a big meat for that country. My got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. It's a very lamb heavy diet. Yes. Wow. We export a lot of lamb. Interesting. Mm, Very. Let's, let's, (laughs) um, let's play this commercial so we can give the audience (gasps) just the audio, a little sense of of what it is. And you can hear a young Naomi Watts. Okay, folks, here we go. We're going to dial the winner of our Dinner with Tom Cruise competition. Hello. Hello, Julie Rankin. Yeah. Nice work, Julie. You've scored a Dinner with Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yes, the stretch limousine will take you to a top city restaurant, then a romantic dinner, just you and Tom. When? Tonight. Tonight? I'm sorry, I can't. What? Well, Mum's doing a lamb roast. Oh, great, yeah. Um, I hope you realise I gave up a Dinner with Tom Cruise for this. Never mind, love. You can go out with him any night. <laughs> Well, I wanted to say something. Okay, go ahead. Claudia, you're not the only person who's confused about this commercial because we did a little research and I guess Jimmy Kimmel uh, asked Naomi Watts about this commercial. Oh my God. He, why did he ruin my, this was my idea to put it on your podcast. Yeah, it wasn't playing during his childhood. I I mean, it was, but he didn't see it because he didn't grow up in Australia. Kimmel is always stealing my bits. That's the whole thing, isn't it? I want to get it out there and I want him to stop. <laughs> well, she said, I think I was a vegetarian at the time. It makes no sense. Well, that makes sense. She's acting. <laughs> it's not, or is it real? Now I'm yeah, even no. more confused. <laughs> the part that's the least unbelievable is the fact that she was vegetarian. She's pretending to eat meat. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty, that you could, yeah. Pretty she standard for an actor. In the ad. You don't right. even. See the lamb until her like she never touches she does she's nowhere near the lamb in the ass. <laughs> if she was chewing on some lamb, <laughs> she's not. That would actually still make sense. It would mm. be that she probably spit it out. But yeah, you don't hear a lot of radio concerts contests where it's like you're going on a date with an A-list celebrity <laughs> just out of nowhere. That makes less sense. That it's makes also less sense. Knowing that she's you know. Did people know who she was at the time? Well, she was definitely in Brides of Christ was this huge like mini series in Australia that she was the star of. And it was like a set in the 60s at like a Catholic school, which, okay, so there's a lot of things that made all of this confusing (laughs) for me because that it was shot at the school my mom went to. Whoa. And then... It was even more confusing. It got even more confusing for me because then, like two years later, I was in an ad with Naomi Watts. What? <laughs> was it for Lamb? 
it, and I am a lamb. No, I'm not. <laughs> but no, it wasn't for lamb. It was because my dad is an artist and he was a designer. His designs were on this surf label called Mambo, which was like pretty popular when I was a kid. And they made these ads which were on TV like once. Like really it was not a huge ad at all. But very co- confusing for me as a child. There was like the Naomi Watts ad, but she was really going on a date with Tom Cruise because like that was confusing. And then I was an ad in an ad with Naomi Watts where she played my mom. Now, I would love to see the ad where that you were in. Is that Same. something that we can? I mean, it sounds like I'm lying because I've never seen it again, but definitely there was an ad where she played my mom and she was wearing a Marge Simpson wig. <laughs> hey, Claudia, we have to find, what is it for? Can Maybe our producers can. It's for can... Mambo. That's the name of the website. No, I've looked for it. I can't you find can't it. You can't find it. Okay. And in the okay. ad, we were washing a car. My brother played my brother. My dad plays my dad. My sister <laughs> came to be in it as well, but she was throwing up. She was so sick. She couldn't be in it. But Naomi Watts was like this young, cool actress. And I don't know why she was in this ad with us. This sounds like a dream you had, but I believe you. I know. I believe you. I know it sounds like a lie. When you did the commercial, were you, did you ask her, were you like, I'd love more details on the lamb commercial? No, I was much too frightened. Right. But I was like, am I famous? Because I'm in an ad. (laughs) Well, here I am in a TV studio. To fill in Jonah and the rest of our audience, Claudia's dad is a very, like, well, very popular artist in yes, Australia. Yes, he's a well-known artist in Australia, and he was in a band that was, like, a very popular band in us as well. Yes, Jonah Mental might know this band. I doubt, I feel like he wouldn't. No offense. I was doing some research. I, I didn't know of them, but they seem like a cool band. Their biggest song over here was this. It was there was a song on the Crocodile Dundee soundtrack Whoa. called uh, "Live It Up." Yeah, and that was like a big hit in the UK. Anyway, so they were like a big band in Australia. What's the name so of the band? The band is called Mental as Anything. Okay. 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 Got it. Yeah, but yes. Yeah, so that that was like I was always confused about whether or not I was famous because I guess we were like adjacent to fame sometimes so I was like am I a celebrity and then I'd be <laughs> in an ad with Naomi Watts I was on the cover of a magazine once I know it sounds like I, Claudia I, I, what were you what is the magazine <laughs> I was on the cover of a magazine called I think it was Good Housekeeping <laughs> was it like a story on your dad and you yeah there was an article about um children wanting to dress how they wanted and like parents being annoyed by how they wanted to be dressed. And I only wanted to wear party dresses, pink dresses. I was shockingly similar, Claudia. Was I assume your dad, the reason that he was featured in this article is because he was probably cool about it. Am I right or wrong? What do you, he was cool. He was cool about me dressing like a princess. Oh, he like didn't care how yeah, I dressed. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is he, he probably. Couldn't have, he couldn't have cared less how <laughs> I dressed. But obviously like, I think it was like they needed some famous person to like be on the cover. And I probably was like, I'll do it. I want to do it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Please, hey, Claudia, if it. your dad was on the cover of good housekeeping and you were too. I hate to break it to you. You're not celebrity adjacent. 
Okay, you're celebs. It's two little celebs. That's what I thought. But then it was like, then nothing else would happen, obviously, because why would it? I, and I was, because I was, you know, five or six years old and a ch- I was not working. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I mean, Vanessa, there was a tiara. <gasps> I remember like sitting, getting, <laughs> getting like, I guess my hair done for this magazine to cover. And there was like a tiara on the desk. And I was like, everything's working out just as I expected. <laughs> <laughs> What were some other times that like you experienced like things with your dad that made you feel like you were a celebrity? I remember um, he would get, I guess he would get invited to premieres and I would, if I saw the invitation, I'd be like, we have to go. And so uh, we did go to the premiere of The Wedding Singer and like Planet Hollywood had just come to Australia and the after party was at Planet Hollywood. And Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore were there. And I didn't get to meet them, but I stood near them. Wow. Wow. I think when you're a kid, like, you fall for all of it, you know? Yeah. You, you, you feed right into all of the things. It's like the same as going to that Chinese restaurant and thinking because it had a red carpet and chandeliers that it was the fanciest place on earth. Exactly. Maybe it was. It was such a good restaurant. So was Mountain Jack's, I've got to say. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but we'll be right back with Claudia Doherty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. 
So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Well, we are back from commercial. And here we are with Claudio Doherty. Since appearing, you know, in that photo shoot, you have become a comedian and an actor and, and all things Brilliant. And <laughs> a superstar. But you've become like a performer, actor, comedian, yes. writer. Yeah. And your sister Lucy is an artist. It's true. Well, you're both artists. Thank you. But yeah, she is an artist that uses a pen. She actually uses like pastels and paint. Yes. Yeah, she's a very talented artist. And she's I, very um, good. How do you think that that time affected her? Like, do you think she was enjoying it more? Because I think she just didn't have the level of like sort of psychotic awareness I had mm-hmm. where I was like sort of like keeping track of everything being like, does this mean I'm famous? I think she just wanted to have like a photo where someone had like brushed her hair. <laughs> right. Right. Um, she looks great in these photos. She, she has like really thick, long hair and she looks really beautiful. And I, they've like... But my, I look really funny in the photo, really funny. They've just like put my hair on top of my head and I look so sad. <laughs> and they put some makeup on me, but like, you know, it looks real. I look really uncomfortable. Well, don't you, not to take it out of your childhood, but don't you even feel like now, like when you've, like when you were first starting out, like working in this business, like, I just feel like I would let hair and makeup people do whatever they wanted. Yeah. And then I'd be like, once it gets to the photo, it'll look good. And then the, I would get the, see the photo that they were using <laughs> and it looked bad. Yeah. That's like I remember the case. I did this the first time I ever did a, a, a magazine, like a shoot for a magazine. I did this one page thing in this magazine. Like I think it was my first season on SNL and <laughs> they did such a crazy thing with my hair where they like really <laughs> straightened it and it was like sort of covering one of my eyes and in my mind I was like this is a professional hair person (laughs) they know what they're doing I'm gonna look incredible and then I saw the picture and I was like oh this didn't change (laughs) (laughs) from when I didn't like it in the mirror to when they took a photograph (laughs) of it like I don't know it's like almost a little kid thing where you you feel so like out of your element that you're just like whatever you guys think I continue to be like so bad at asking for like what I want or what might make me feel comfortable or look better when I was like first doing like live shows when I when I like first started doing comedy and I would do like festival shows I remember I was in the newspaper and I was getting my photo taken and the photographer tried to get me to stand in the bin he was like can you get in that trash can it was like a public (laughs) trash can we were outside we're in a park and he was like wouldn't that be funny because it's like a funny show it's like you're coming out of the trash can and I was like no and he was really annoyed with me annoyed yes (laughs) that's wild that he just thought of that and was like you'll do it right and you're like no and he was like 
I can't. Yeah. My God. Well, it's good you stuck up for yourself. I think that's admirable. It is yes. pretty cool that I didn't get in the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. And just to circle back a little bit. Yes. As far as, as lamb, as a food goes, like, mm-hmm. is there like, is that something you ate a lot as a family, as like a kid? Like, is there a specific way you prepare it? Because it's, it seems like such a vague thing. Like, like, it seems like there's so many ways you can make lamb. Well, a roast lamb is like a fairly classic Australian, but I'd say also British. New Zealand loves lamb as well. But you guys don't care much about lamb in America, do you? You don't see it a lot on menus here. It's Maybe not, yeah. once in a while. But yeah, not the places that we were eating growing up for sure. Not Mountain Jacks. <laughs> we die for lamb in Australia. And it's generally you do a roast leg of lamb as a classic Sunday dinner. Got it. And and to be clear of what lamb is, I know what a lamb is. <laughs> Are lamb baby sheep? Yeah. You've hit the nail right on the head. (laughs) That's exactly what lambs are. Do people eat sheep? That's called mutton when it's a food. Right, right, Um, right. And people don't like it. Mutton dressed as lamb? No, thanks. You would prefer (laughs) lamb. (laughs) And do you know what age constitutes still being a lamb? I don't. And it's probably something like chillingly young. Like it's probably (laughs) like after three weeks, it's mutton and it's trash. Well, what is, you know, I loved Mountain Jacks and I loved Prime Rib when I was little, as you talked about. But then when I was at overnight camp, when I was about 12 years old, this one girl in our cabin was a pescatarian. Mm. For those of you who don't know, that means you only eat seafood and fish. And I became a pescatarian until I was like 31. So Ooh. for like 20 years of my life, I stopped eating steak. And I actually think, in some ways, I think it was like a lucky thing because I liked steak so much and could eat so much of it when I was so little that I might have like given myself some kind of cholesterol issue Issue. had I not taken a little break. No, I'm sure it's for the best and no one should really eat steak or lamb. (gasps) Oh my God, I just thought about it. Remember how... Oprah got in trouble because she said she didn't want to eat beef <gasps> because of the Man, mad cow, cow disease. disease. Yeah. Yes. So I was like, am I going to get sued by like all meat for saying no one should eat meat? We can take it out. I actually just want to see if it will happen. What happens? So leave it in. I'm not scared. It'll and probably then make some headlines, I think. I hope I so. Think- I want to cause as much controversy as possible on this podcast. Yeah. I mean, this pod, yeah, I, I think this is going to be hot button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We want to make like a really controversial kind of pod. Yeah, quite an edgy pod. This is the edgiest pod of pods yeah. because people come out and they say, you know, don't eat meat. Cut back on meat. Cut <laughs> <laughs> meat. I said it. But, you know, I because I didn't eat meat for 20 years of my life, and then all of a sudden when I started eating meat again, I was a full adult. I sort of have this weird thing with meat where the only kinds of meat I like are kinds of meat that I ate when I was a kid. So, like, to mm. me, I like steak still. Yeah. I don't eat it a lot, okay, but I do sometimes. Mm-hmm. I like hamburgers. I I love turkey sandwiches. To me, when I started eating meat and poultry again, to me, I was like, turkey sandwiches, these are out 
of this world. <laughs> and I don't mean like turkey off the bone kind of a thing. I mean like deli turkey, like very thinly sliced deli turkey. I'm like, um, yes, please. And <laughs> and basically that's it. And meatballs and like all other meat, like rabbit and stuff like that. I'm like, no, thanks. Well, rabbit is really hard to make delish, I would say. And like, then you're just rabbit. Obviously, it's just because it's like you eat it more rarely. But like, it's just like sort of confronting being like being like, this is a rabbit bone. Right. And like, how far is a rabbit from a rat? Wow. They've both got two big front teeth. Think about that. We are going to get in so much trouble with PETA (laughs) for this. No, I think Peter will be glad. No, Peter will be happy. We're we're putting our foot down and saying everyone has to stop eating so much rabbit. Right. Right. Because it's one step away from you eating rat, you dumb dumb. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god, my career is over. <laughs> but no more rabbit. I'll stand by that. Incredible. Mm. Incredible. I did have a good rabbit pasta though recently in Sydney. <laughs> unfortunately. Claudia. <laughs> Before lockdown. Before lockdown. Amazing. It was a rabbit ragu, but it would have worked with almost any other meat. <laughs> Incredible. I love that. Okay. We're going to go to a quick commercial break and then we'll be right back with Claudia O'Doherty and a game. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected, or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. 
Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't want a few extra bucks in their pocket? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. Okay, we're back. Now, Claudia, we'd like to play a game with you that we call Back to the Present. Joan and Vanessa, we've got to go back. To the present! I don't think I've ever seen any of the Back to the Future films all the way through. I've only seen parts of all of them. Really? Yeah. (laughs) So anyways, in this game, it's really more, it's a kind of a segment. And we each get to say something that from our childhood that we wish would come back. And so we want to give you a little time to think. So we will go first. Great. Okay. Just remember, there's no wrong answers. um, And whatever you say, our producers will try and research it while you're talking about it. So we can give you some, some data. Okay, great. On it. Okay, so Jonah, would you like to go first with your pick for Back to the Present? Yes. So my pick, Claudia, I don't know if you're a big fan of Taco Bell. I'm not because I'm not familiar with it. I know what it is. That wasn't really as much of a thing in Australia? No, I think it's there now, but it was, yeah, a much later arrival. Okay. Well, this is kind of figures into what we've been talking about. Um, You know, I was vegetarian for a long time, sort of high school and college and stuff. And so I got really I just into- want to stop short and say that when I first became a vegetarian, you were not a vegetarian and used to like plainly <laughs> eat meat in front of me at the dinner table. Okay, go ahead. Rude. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that sounds right. I mean, I was vegetarian <laughs> probably from the time I was like 17 to like 27 or something. Yeah. Yeah. But when I was vegetarian, I was eating a ton of Taco Bell uh-huh. and they had this thing called the seven layer burrito, which had tomatoes, refried beans, Seasoned rice, three cheese blend, low fat sour cream, guacamole, and lettuce. Yeah. Um, which sounds, you know, it's, but you know, everything was like squeezed out of like a weird container, but it was like my favorite thing. And I've gotten it in recent years and it was discontinued just in 2020. <gasps> yeah. So you're not going far back. I would know. I was near Taco Bell and I was going to get one and then it wasn't on the menu. And then I looked it up. Um, Because I hadn't been to Taco Bell in a while. And I guess you can customize a bean burrito and get it. But they discontinued all of this kind of vegetarian stuff recently. (gasps) Ooh, they're sending a message. Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if the lamb lobby is responsible. I think it could could be the lamb lobby. And I guess, you know, um, Len Torin, who's the executive director of the American Vegetation Association, says... um, (laughs) Who I think is on Taco Bell's payroll said Wait, they're continuing Ve- vegetation or vegetarian vegetarian. Okay, um, he said there remains Sorry. to co- 
There continues to remain an excellent vegetarian selection and vegetarian combination options are still available. But it's like they got rid of all this vegetarian stuff, I think, because like they want to have like the least amount of ingredients possible. Oh, my God. And just streamlining. So, yeah, I think um, I think they should bring it back because I also feel like all these fast food places are all getting all this fake meat now. Like the impossible stuff, like everyone's into that. Like, I feel like people yeah. want more vegetarian options and Taco Bell seems to be doing the opposite. So That is yeah. a very weird move. I agree. It's a weird move and I feel like someone had to say it and I hope that they're listening to this. Well, here you go again, making this the edgiest pod around. <laughs> so edgy. I mean, I, I will say it says that um, both the company and outside analysts who... <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got you got to trust these outside analysts and anal- um, that the restaurant is likely to expand its plant based meat options in the near future. So that suggests the latest menu changes are only a temporary setback for vegetarians and vegans who could be getting better items soon. Although I will say as someone who used to be a vegetarian before it was cool to sub out fake meat, sometimes as a vegetarian, you just want vegetarian stuff. You don't want to have a meat substitute in there. Sure. I think that's true. Yeah, because sometimes fake meat, it's like, I I don't, don't pand it, like, don't condescend yeah. to me. How I dare you? I need to pretend I'm eating meat. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I, I'm not, I, I'm, I like being a vegetarian because I don't want to eat meat. Stop trying to make me feel like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right, Claudia? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So that's that's my that's my back to the present, and maybe they'll bring it back. I mean, like yeah. I, said, I mean, it's like, something like you, you remember. I, I probably a lot of people have been eating it for so many years. And, yeah. And it is funny that we live in a time where you can probably like get an online p- petition going. And I mean, I don't even I don't feel remotely worried that you won't be able to get it back if you want it. We there was a I think it was was it JonahChange.org we were talking about they had a petition yeah. to to bring back some lean kind of pockets? fruit snack or free pos- oh or something. some kind of yeah something yeah that we had and, talked about we recently. were kind of like we don't think that's really what Change.org is supposed to be but um, <laughs> yeah. clearly people that's feel strongly change. about this that's the main change I want to see yeah. yeah I mean in change. reality I probably would eat this like once a year. Um, yeah. So not that big of a deal to me, but it's sort of. Oh just, well, then why did you say it? Well, I mean, just, <laughs> I, I just. Like, <laughs> it's not the point of the game. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I just. I don't. I. I mean, to be totally honest, I don't live really near a Taco Bell. Um, oh, okay. So yeah. So it's sure. sort of like, but maybe I would move near one at some point. In my okay, life. that's a huge, and that, and there it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we needed to hear. Yeah. So, Vanessa, what is your pick for Back to the Present? Well, my pick for Back to the Present is the 90s sitcom Wings. Um, Claudia, are you familiar with Wings? Yeah. Wings is an American sitcom television series that ran for eight seasons on NBC from 1990 to 1997. It takes place at a fictional airport called Tom Nevers Field Airport, a small two-airline airport in Nantucket, Massachusetts. And it starred Tim Daly and Steven Weber. So it was it was um, a really incredible cast. Um, they played brothers um, and pilots, <laughs> and um, Crystal Bernard played he- Helen. There were a lot of stars on the show. Thomas Hayden Church portrayed the mechanic Lowell. Ned himself. Yes, Ned himself. Yes. Tony Shalhoub was uh, the taxi driver Antonio from seasons three onward. 
Um, Amy Yazbeck played Helen's sister, Casey. Wow. Now, you know, I was thinking, Claudia, before I... Uh, uh, oh, also... It was created and produced by these Cheers veterans, and it kind of existed in the same world as Cheers and Frasier. So, like, sometimes people from those shows would stop into the airport. Now, something that I thought of, Claudia, that was so weird, I didn't even think about this when I picked this for the show that you were going to be on, but do you remember that we were at a party on Sarah Silverman's roof, and we met both Steven Weber and Amy Yazbeck? Oh my God. Isn't that crazy? It was probably like two and a half years ago. It was when I first moved here. Wow. We had, we were in wings, essentially. (laughs) (laughs) We were basically in wings on that, at that party. Isn't that so strange that we met them together? That is bizarre. We were at this party and Stephen, they were both there. And they weren't, I don't think they were dating or anything, but, and I never they put together. They probably were. Let's Maybe they that. were actually. <laughs> I think I saw them Frenching. Oh, really? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I just wanted to get that rumor going. Did I get too excited about the, the term Frenching? Were there characters in love on the show? I don't think so because I think on the show, oh wait, maybe their characters were in love on the show. Oh my God, it's so lame that I can't answer that for you because wasn't Tim Daly got married to, his love interest was Crystal Bernard, I think. I think actually they maybe were each other's love interest on the show. And then in real life, we saw, that. not that the best too? Like when people from who are in a TV a romantic relationship get together in real life. Yeah. Even if it's probably... <laughs> if they didn't, absolutely did not do that. Yeah. I remember seeing her as the mom in Problem Child as a kid and thinking, that's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. She, so She's beautiful. beautiful. And you know what also is really crazy about that? Here's some more fun facts about Wings. <laughs> you know, John Ritter played her husband on it, right? Her and ex- then he is her, was her husband. And then they got married for real life. That's nice. And also he made a guest appearance on Wings as Stuart Davenport, the ex-husband of Amy Yazbeck. And then three years after they were on Wings together, they got married. Ritter and That's Yazbeck. That's actually very beautiful. I loved it when people who were on something got together. And in the, in the same way that when Kerry Russell and Matthew Reese got together after being on The Americans, that really rocked my world as well. Oh my God. If you, I, I truly, that was the kind of thing that like, it made me so happy. It's so weird yeah. how into that you are <laughs> as a kid. Like, I remember like feeling like, okay, if like- if Brenda and Dylan really date in real oh life, my gosh. like if Luke Perry and Shannon Doherty, if they became a real couple, I would flip out. I just remember seeing a magazine cover that said that um, David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson like had had, had slept together and I, I was breathless. it's so funny how into that you get and also here's the other thing (laughs) I, i remember the other thing when you when we were kids was like if you found out that an sounds so insane but if you found out that an actor in real life smoked it was the saddest thing for me and my friends in fact we had this binder where we would collect i think it was when we were in like fourth grade in Mrs. Ferber's class, Joan, I know you had her as your fourth grade teacher as well. Um, we were in Mrs. Ferber's class and we had we were c- collecting 90210 cards, which were basically like baseball cards, but with the diff- they had a bunch of different ones for each each character. And we had this binder with the cards in it. And then on the, b- <laughs> the back of it, we wrote, 
who do you think on 90210 smokes in real life? And we all just wrote Brenda. Like that was the only person we could believe. Oh my God. Actually, But we had like heard about them smoking in real life and it was just the most heartbreaking thing. Like if they smoke in real life, they're probably bad people. I think the only people who didn't share this feeling of my friends were people whose parents smoked because it was like, they didn't make the same association. (laughs) Yes. No, my, I think my, I definitely, there were cigarettes in my house. So I, I didn't have, I knew it was like bad, bad, bad because obviously there was a lot of like media to make you think it was bad but also it's interesting to me that you had such an anti-Brenda mentality because for me as someone whose last name is O'Doherty and as someone who has brown hair Brenda was it right because I was like am I Brenda she has brown hair and her name is like my name (laughs) I mean you're so close again when you're so another very confusing situation yeah there's a lot of confusing situations growing up yeah well you know I also when I was right around that time I think it might have been in third grade as you know and 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 our friend Paul Rust was also a part of this club but people who (laughs) graduated in the year 2000 there was this thing I think it was maybe only in the Midwest yeah but it was this thing called um where it was this thing where in like third or fourth grade you signed this this thing that said you said you would never smoke and it was and it was maybe like a Nancy Reagan. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, you would sign this thing and it was a certificate that said you would never smoke ever in your life. And it was optional. And there was this one really smart kid in my class. So thoughtful, James Kung. And I remember he stood up in class and was like, I'm not going to sign this because I think when I'm a little bit older, I might want to experiment with cigarettes. (laughs) (laughs) a third grader like he was so i remember he was just like he was like light years ahead of all of us anyways so he didn't sign it and i remember the teacher was like that's your choice that's okay and then the rest of us all signed it but i kept it and one time i brought this somehow i brought this up to paul and paul was like oh yeah you were in the smoke-free class of 2000 which is what this initiative was called oh my god which I, and i still to this day have never smoked a cigarette because of it and i think probably me and actually james kung the guy who gave that speech are probably <laughs> the only two people who haven't smoked cigarettes ever wait have you asked him if he ever experimented with cigarettes you know i asked him if he remembered that story and he didn't and i actually i don't know that i remember I said do you remember giving this like very moving speech in third grade and he was like I don't remember giving that speech but I should have asked him if he ever smoked but he did remember this is actually very sweet he sent me the sweetest note on like some social media where he said I remember one time I danced with you in class and I was so I had like the time of my life like I don't know why we were dancing in like slow dancing in class it seems like where's the teacher but but he said it was like the time of my life I kind of want to find this message we had and 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 read it but um but anyways he doesn't remember giving that speech I've asked him (laughs) he was like what are you talking about (laughs) yeah he probably doesn't remember a lot from third grade I don't remember anything from third grade. I mean, I don't remember the dancing, although I'm sure I had a great time too, but I do remember him giving this powerful moving speech. He sounds like a a very um, profound person. A very profound person. Yeah. A couple other fun facts about 
wings if you guys yeah. are ready. So why do you want it to come back so badly? Yeah. Do you want it to be rebooted? Well, here's the thing is I I would I guess in some ways I would be pissed if it wasn't the original cast. Yeah. You know, I, but I I just I think it was such a good show cuz even Jonah when I said that I wanted to talk about it on the show, you were like that was such a good show. And like not that we didn't align on other shows but it's like I feel like that was really a show for everyone it was such a like (laughs) funny show (laughs) like it wasn't specific in a way that like you know like everyone could have a lot of fun watching this airport watching wings and another fun fact about wings is that um one time so it's based so that so the airplane in the opening credits it's this tiny airplane from this airline Cape Air from their fleet. Mm. And so I had heard like when I, one time I flew Cape Air because I was doing like a stand-up show at a college and it was me. And I don't know if you guys know Nick Vatterat, but Nick Vatterat and I were both flying like from New York to, I can't remember where we were flying to, but somewhere near, near like a Nantucket-ish type of town. And we had to take this tiny Cape Air airplane. And people were like, this is the, this is the airline that Wings is based on and stuff. And it was like, oh, so much fun. But then there were only going to be like seven people on the flight. And so two, two interesting things happened. One was the woman who was like, you know, checking us all in was like, who wants to be the co-pilot? And this one woman just like raised her hand and was like, I'll be the co-pilot. And it felt very unsafe because it was Dangerous, like a yeah. co-pilot isn't just someone who's there as like... <laughs> It's not just like a fun title. It's like if something should happen to the pilot, you need the co-pilot. So that was the first thing that was kind of upsetting. And again, it's only like an hour long flight, but you still would love someone. Small planes are quite scary to go in. Yeah. And you'd love someone who knew what they were doing in that seat. (laughs) The second thing was they were like, you have to write down, you have to give us your weight. Uh, so we can like distribute, you know, the plane. So I wrote down my weight and yeah, I lied a little bit. Okay. I lied about my weight because, you know, I think I their- would lie up. I would add. Yeah. Weight. Right, 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 right. Because you don't want to, you don't want, because other people are probably going, going down. How much did you take out, out off your weight? I think I took off about 15 pounds. I'll say. Oh my okay. God. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Cause I just wasn't really thinking. And then. Then they go, they're like, they're like, okay, Vanessa, you're going to be sitting in the back of the plane because you're the lightest. Oh my God. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm doing stand up with this very funny comedian, Nick Vatterat, who's definitely weighed less than me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So it, what's funny is that, that at no point was I like, oh, for the good of the the myself and the, the safety of everyone on this yeah. flight. I should probably come clean about my weight. I thought mm, it's uh, fine. So, anyways, we took the flight. Everyone was safe, but um, uh, I'll never fly. I'll never fly them again because um, no, I would. I would fly them again, <laughs> but I probably just wouldn't lie about my weight. And yeah, I probably so ask that more that other people shouldn't fly with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess that's the real lesson. I guess that's the real lesson. <laughs> so, Claudia, Beautiful. what what do you think? What's your what um, would be your present? back to the present pick? Now I that feel you've heard so ours? strongly about this. Ooh, it's another food one. It's salt and vinegar ruffles. Yeah, yes. they were the best chips, and 
I love a salt and vinegar chip, but salt and vinegar ruffle was like the best ever balance of salt and vinegar to ever be found on a chip. And I also, and I, they don't have them in America. When I moved to America, I checked if you had them here, but you don't have them. And in Australia, they got rid of them. I don't think they have ruffles at all in Australia anymore, but so many ruffles were so good because I don't like kettle chips. Sorry. Whoa. Once again, they're too crunchy and too greasy. Sorry. Keeping us the edgiest podcast out there. (laughs) Um, Now, let me ask you this. Was it the texture of the ruffles that was like what you liked or was it the specific ratio of salt and vinegar to chip that was it was both because it was they were never too vinegary whereas the smiths which is a very big chip company in australia the mascot was the gobble dog which is like a little alien like alf that eats chips anyway so we had we those are still those still exist and those are still a very good salt and vinegar chip that's not kettle. I feel like kettle dominates the potato chip market now. Yeah. Certainly right. in Australia. And so Smith's is still like sort of like a crinkle cut, pretty good textured chip. But the ruffles ones were never too vinegary and there was like a little sweetness to their vinegar that made it the ultimate chip, the best chip, the best potato chip ever. I found a, something on ipetitions.com. I'll be yeah. signing it. Yeah, and there's 118 comments. 180 people have signed it. Um, That's not many. Three, not many, no. It's been, <laughs> I think it's been up for quite a few years. Jonah, are you looking at the change.org petition? No, ipetitions, okay. and it says- I've it never says, even heard of ipetition. Me neither, until right now. It says, ipetitions, your voice counts. I don't think it does. Frito-Lay says market research is to blame. Show us. Frito-Lay <gasps> says they sell salt and vinegar through other brands. Not the same. Frito-Lay has an opportunity like no other. Ripple it. Whoa. Well, you know, th- those people should get together with um, the these other people that made a petition on change.org um, <laughs> that our producer Hans just sent us. Now, 120 people have signed this one. Still not And it many. says at 200, sig- 200 signatures, this petition is more likely to be featured in recommendations. But let me just tell you what Nathan Headley, who started this petition, said. American consumers deserve the right to experience a proper salt and vinegar chip. True. The market is flooded with thin, flat, and flavor salt and p- vinegar potato chips. I couldn't Frito-Lay and PepsiCo are American brands and Ruffles is America's best potato chip. So I implore these companies yes. to finally bring this amazing flavor of snack home and give us a chance to decide. And then in all caps, make salt and vinegar <laughs> great again. <laughs> Which is not used often enough as like a format <laughs> yes. for a phrase. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Claudia, when's the last time you had a Ruffles salt and vinegar chip, do you think? I would probably like 1999. Wow. They got rid of them like a long time ago. Guess what? What? They're in Canada now. They brought them to Canada. (sighs) Book me a ticket. Normally only available on a limited time basis, Ruffles Canada confirmed the fan favorite flavor is back. And this time they're back for good. And that was in 2019 they came back do you think that i'll be sent some for free because i'm on a 
podcast? Well, yeah. I mean, the the thing is, <laughs> I think that's how it works. And the thing yeah. is, like, you you have plugged them. They they didn't ask you to. No, you know, and and you really did make it seem like this was an incredible product that honestly gone too soon. Gone too soon. Absolutely the best the best salt vinegar chip you can have. Okay. Yeah. That is And kettle chip suck. Sorry. Wow. I mean, this is the kind of hard hitting, <laughs> you know, controversial dish that people come over to this podcast for. Yeah, so we're gonna have the meat industry after us, the kettle chip corporations. Yeah. Guess what? I don't care. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. I don't care. Incredible. Well, who knows what'll happen next week on this podcast? This <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> well, that was really fun, you guys. Thanks so much to Claudia. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's been, you know, heaven on earth to talk about all of this stuff. And Claudia, is there, is there, is there, where can people find you? Is this oh a plug? my gosh. Well, um, I you can find me on Instagram, Twitter. If you just look up my name, you'll find me. I love that. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Thanks so much, Claudia, for joining us and everyone for listening. If you enjoyed that, please subscribe to the podcast and keep an eye out for next week's episode of How Do We Get Weird? Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more 
and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.